Hello, 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 and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip Podcast, the NFL podcast by Brits. We are in partnership with Gridiron Extra, and we are returning for our third season. So yeah, on we begin with me, Ed. Me, Emma. I'm Sam. I'm Max Saito. And I'm Tom. Alright, we're back. We missed the full recap, but we are apparently going to get a lovely little sonnet that Max wrote potentially at some point edited into this episode, maybe even next week. At some point, you're going to hear us wrap up what happened last week, but not very much did, so it's fine. It can all be condensed into like a minute-long audio recording. But what did happen is yesterday we had a Thursday night football game between the Green Bay Packers and Arizona Cardinals. What a great way to kick off week eight by having a game that's instantly better than all of week seven combined. (laughs) When was the last time a a Thursday night football game featured teams with records of six and one and seven and oh? It it genuinely might be the most important Thursday night football game, I think, in in quite some time. Um, The schedule makers got this one bang on, didn't they? Yeah, which usually they sort of end up thinking that the Jags will maybe make a resurgence and play the Titans four times on Thursday Night Football, even though it's not possible. But they actually did it, and we got a good game, and the Green Bay Packers beat the Cardinals 24-21, to and those 72 Dolphins are cracking open their champagne and putting together their rings, all five of them that they've got left, because the rest of the team has uh, bitten the dust, just like the Arizona Cardinals' undefeated record. Yeah, that's right. There are no more undefeated teams in the NFL. Week 8 had to happen sooner or later, I guess. But it's it's a shame that the Packers had to be the ones to do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Packers go top of the NFC on seeding and with the tiebreaker against the Cardinals as well. So as a Vikings fan, Ed, I'm sure you are absolutely loving every single second of what happened last night. I'm beside myself. It was... It was one more phantom roughing call on Aaron Rodgers away from me, just having a full-blown, like, a full-blown <laughs> telly through the wall incident. Yeah. yeah. What I will say about the Packers is that uh, they came into the game minus Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard on COVID. They also still don't have MVS back. They lost Robert Tonyan by the sort of middle of the third quarter. And despite that, they, they had a beat-up secondary. Most of their key pieces were out. Despite that, they held the Cardinals, who had torched teams consistently. And I must say, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones had an absolutely phenomenal day. We, you guys were talking about it in the uh, in the group chat before the game, saying if you can run up the middle against the Cardinals, they they don't have a good enough nose tackle. Now that JJ Watts out, they don't have any run stuff and ability. And it, it proved it immediately because they couldn't stop Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. It was like two giant human beings bulldozing their way through the line every single play. I can't recall seeing a Green Bay run for a loss. Like, I mean, the Green, the Green Bay sort of, their game plan was very good. They did a lot of, um, like, short runs through the middle, a lot of sort of like wide receiver screen type stuff, you know, passes behind the line of scrimmage, that kind of thing. And it just, I think it really just kept the Arizona defense off balance the whole game. That would, that would be my takeaway. I mean, I know, I know it's Aaron Rodgers, so he threw a couple of deep passes, but for the most part, it was all kind of like around the line of scrimmage. And I think that 
that could be a blueprint to defeat these Cardinals now because they are hyper aggressive at the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of get it out fast and let receivers do the work. You thought we'd be saying that about Aaron Rodgers in the year twenty twenty one? Slightly concerning uh, injuries, of course, coming from both sides. Obviously, Robert Tonyan left the game with a pretty nasty looking knee injury. I don't know what his status is. I've not seen anything in the follow up. But uh, Kyler Murray apparently, at the end of the game, when he was sort of on that fourth quarter, trying to get the game winner, which ended up in a pick that uh, we saw a tweet earlier that was the most Madden 22 play that you've ever seen. AJ Green decides that he's not going to turn around. It hits him. The defensive back has no idea where the ball is, but somehow comes down with it. The crowd have no idea what's going on. A very muted response. It was all, it was all very, very EA sports of, of this game for how it ended, but yeah. Uh, all that needed to happen was like a referee to face through a goalpost. <laughs> well, the good thing about Madden is they've not had referees in the game since Madden 04. That is true, actually. Yeah. That's uh that's the technical standpoint that we're dealing with from EA Sports. But uh neither of the picks that Kyler Murray threw here, I'd say, were on him. One of them was an absolutely horrendous uh well tipped ball from Rondale Moore, who had probably his worst game and probably will be his worst game in his career. He had a muffed punt on a fair catch. And then had the awful tip drill interception off of him as well. Uh, and then the second one, like I say, right at the end of the game, AJ Green deflecting it. You can take the man out of Cincinnati, but you can't take the Cincinnati out of AJ Green. I saw I saw a brilliant tweet, which was um, AJ Green announced his retirement halfway through that route. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But... I mean, in all fairness, like the Rondale Moore thing, I mean, it was a howler, and you could look at the muff punt and say that gave Green Bay the possession at the two. Like, that's a rookie mistake, and he probably won't... I mean, I won't, I don't I don't say he won't muff a punt again in his career, but he won't be as lax to get <laughs> on it if it's been muffed. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he's learned from his... Uh... From his error and move on, but yeah, it's it's just about as Jonathan Woodgate on his Real Madrid debut as you can get out of Rondale Moore. <laughs> Ed's silent laugh has done me no favors here because sorry. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty open and shut game, really, in the sense of. There's not masses to like break down about either of these teams apart from like the Cardinals blueprint is there after the 49ers last week and now Green Bay here. It's is it slightly worrying that Cliff Kingsbury hasn't even made it to 500 yet in his entire career and now they're being found out again? I uh, no no no. This this Cardinals team is still going to walk over like they've still got to play the Seahawks again like the They've time to make it five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, that's uh, that's true. I, I did sort of, I've overdone them here, but they are, they did by any chance lose against the best team in the NFC. So, you that, <laughs> that was that was for you, Sato. We love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, Max, you can't be with us tonight because is he playing cornhole tonight? Is that his bag? Uh, I mean, where it's possible. 
<laughs> I assume he'd always make that choice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what I will say about this game before we move on is it was just... It was technically of a high quality, and I know that that's something that kind of goes under the radar a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we never really... We talk, we pick specific moments and don't say, like, oh, this game was dull except for these moments. But this game was genuinely intriguing and exciting play-to-play, which is rare. Yeah. So, Can- yeah. Just, <laughs> just the high standard of football. Sam, have you got any uh, any other points? I've got, like, one final closing remark on the game. Um, I have nothing to add to the already meagre offering that I've presented. <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about, because I know that Max would definitely be mentioning it if he was here, is Devondre Campbell had uh, yet another great game, and he's steadily making himself a uh, an under-the-radar kind of guy, maybe for the Pro Bowl. Like he is, He is playing out of his mind right now, so... Nice work, Devondre Campbell. Good job. It's, it's, what is it? The linebackers who leave Atlanta syndrome again. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's playing really well. Okay. Let's, um, let's move on. I didn't realize that Whitney Merciless played for the Packers, actually, just quickly. Yeah. So, anyway. We, uh, we now turn our attentions to the rest of the slate in week eight and the games that, uh, well, we've we've sort of come to a consensus on which ones there are, and uh, shall we start with the Cowboys at the Vikings on Sunday Night Football as your potential game of the week? I mean, everyone be on upset watch now. I'll just throw I'm, that out. There. <laughs> I've, I've never seen a game with a, a higher ceiling or a lower floor. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> It is going to be an experience, and I mean the, the first thing to say: primetime Kirk, primetime Kirk under the lights at US Bank. I mean, it's going to look brilliant, right? Yeah, it's, it's going, going to look be... gorgeous. Yeah. gorgeous. Um, I I'm excited for this. I think the one thing that is still making me slightly concerned about this game is the fact that the Cowboys still haven't said Dak's playing. Like it could be Cooper Rush, which would instantly turn this game into a garbage fire that Minnesota would probably still lose. But, uh, I mean, as as it is, a Minnesota game in primetime, I mean, they've always been wild. They've always been interesting to the last minute. I got time off work so I could watch this game. I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> you've, you've ensured the most crushing... Oh yeah. <laughs> whenever whenever I stay up, with the exception of that time we beat the Saints late. <laughs> Every time I stay up to the early hours to watch Minnesota we lose. Um it's just, it just got all the hallmarks of a really good game this game and I think that it will be far closer than people expect with the Cowboys riding high. Mm. If if the right Viking offense comes to play. If I think I think this is going to be a shootout. I I think the bye will have done Minnesota good. It's a tough schedule anyway. If you're not entirely sure if Dak's going to be playing, go into it full throttle either way. Yeah. Well, one of the weird things is, do you remember the blueprint from Minnesota a couple of years ago? You was like, Kirk would we'd we'd run it four times out of five, and then Kirk would throw an enormous pass and try and like throw the touchdown ball to Thielen. 
or yes. digs every time. Yes. Minnesota <laughs> Minnesota are last in the league in touchdowns of above 30 yards. We've not had one yet. Like a passing touchdown of above 30 yards, which is so crazy. We're now like getting chunk gains in the run game, but like we've developed a more balanced passing attack. And I'm not going to say I like it more because I don't, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I want to see the I want to see the enormous home run ball and that's the one thing we're missing at the moment. Mm. But it's been really fun to sort of watch them on offense when they get going and the same is true for the Cowboys like the Cowboys just have depth everywhere. Mm. I'm I I am actually very excited for this game as the you know the Vikings I think can still very easily slip into the playoffs in the NFC and sitting where they are at 3 and 3 they're gonna have to make some stops, and they're gonna have to go awfully hard to keep up with the Cowboys' offense if if Dak Prescott's playing. I think it'll be kind of their own Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we've got a, we face a murderer's row over the next sort of five weeks, so it'd be it'd be nice to yeah. go three and four. Ray Sorry, Lewis four and three. What's that? I said Ray Lewis is retired. But carry on. One thing that well, I... Is Ray Lewis only just retired? No, he retired in like 2014. But... <laughs> 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 I don't know what you meant by it. I was like, surely. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. Um, yeah, I mean, I've pinned the Vikings to win here specifically because of I don't know whether or not it will be Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush. I hope it's Dak because of yeah. my own viewing pleasure. It'll be nice to see like Prescott slinging balls around to like CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. But the only problem is, is if it is Cooper Rush, then it'll probably be the most boring fourteen ten yeah. game since well, I mean, any game that the Jags and Jets play. <laughs> Since Cooper Rush versus the Cooper Rush Cowboys <laughs> versus Pittsburgh 2020. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So let's hope yeah. and pray that Dak Prescott's ankle is all right, specifically for entertainment pleasures. But I'm still picking the Vikings anyway because uh, yeah, the thinking man in all of thing. us, the thinking man in all of us, has a, a soft spot for the Cowboys in this game, just in case Cooper Rush shows up. But the the hedonist in all of us just want that pure. Unfiltered Dak Prescott charm. <laughs> Alright. Anything else to to report on this one? No. No, both teams are healthy for the most part, so coming at it close to full strength for both. Should be a great game. Fantastic. Alright, we're gonna move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers at Cleveland Browns, which will be an interesting one. To say the least, I've just got the Browns IR report up just to see what. Ooh. Do we do we know about Baker yet? Well, this is what I, I was having a look to see if Baker was uh, was practicing yet, and he is. But let me just read out all of the names that showed up on the Browns' injury <laughs> report on uh, on Wednesday. In fact, actually uh, yesterday. So Odell Beckham Jr. limited, Nick Chubb limited, Jadavian Clowney did not practice, Jack Conklin limited. Uh, Fields full, uh, Green limited, Hans limited, Malik Jackson limited, Jarvis Landry limited, although he's likely to play, Baker Mayfield limited, so 
I reckon he'll play, <laughs> but maybe that was just him showing mm. up on the IR because, you know, he does have a left shoulder injury. Um, mm-hmm. JC Tretter did not practice. Malik Wilson did not, uh, full practice. Denzel Ward, uh, did not practice. Jedrick Wills limited. That's a lot of names there. Alongside yes, Kareem Hunt and JOK that got bought on the IR last week. It's, this is more on here because the Steelers and Browns in their current forms still produce like, weird light up matches with moments of controversy at points what's not to say that this game doesn't just absolutely like come unhinged at some point it's it's going i think it's more there's more likely that it will go mad if keenum is the starter in this game yeah well i mean i do think that there is a likelihood that with the amount of o-line injuries especially to the two tackles and how like lights out Cam Hayward and TJ Watt have played that they might, it might genuinely be in, in the Browns' best interest to see Keenum first and then put Baker in if he's struggling. Like he did fine last week against the Broncos. Case Keenum did more than enough. They just needed to lean on Dearness Johnson, but I think people forget just how competent Keenum is. Like, have you have you ever seen his Houston tape? Just to go, no. That was that that was when Houston did everything out of the spread and had a running back on fewer than like five downs a game. Mm-hmm. Like he <laughs> he was pretty much throwing on every down, and so like Case Keenum knows what it's about. Like he's maybe the best backup in the NFL right now. So I don't I don't have any qualms that it'll still be a game. If it's Keenan or Mayfield. Oh, absolutely. And like I say, like, I think that they set the game plan up more to play like how the Browns should do when Keenum was at quarterback last week. I think if they'd got an injured Baker Mayfield back there, you would have seen more mistakes. And I, I do just mean this because he isn't healthy, but they almost lent on the fact that they were expecting their quarterback play to not be there. And they managed to still rack up plenty of yards against the Broncos defense, which is a little shaky at points, but you know, the amount of injuries is irrelevant though when it comes to Steelers versus Browns in the sense that it's, it is still one of the sort of more storied rivalries. Um, and the amount of sort of weird hatred from both sides, like there is an obsession on hating the other one more than anything. I think that this could, this could produce fireworks regardless of who's playing. Um, from a Steelers note, uh, the O-line has looked markedly improved over the past couple of weeks and um, it's allowed Najee Harris to get moving. Anthony McFarland is back from IR. Zach Banner's back from IR. So maybe we'll see something different, but... be interesting to see how quickly Zach Banner can get going again. Yeah, I, I think that that's a real question mark for me and in the sense that Chucks has started really hitting the ground again. Um, we're getting the Kevin Dotson back from last year instead of the first three games of this year. You almost, you don't want to disrupt it when the line is starting to really gel together. Um, Dan Moore Jr. has been weirdly very good at left tackle despite like all of the rest of the O-line concerns. So I hope that it doesn't disrupt things too much, but you know, 
a 370 pound human being on at right tackle isn't exactly like the most unhelpful part of your O-line. I think you can probably get away with that. Just run directly behind him and use him as a bulldozer. I I, I do still worry about the Steelers O-line on screens because they do they're better than they were, but they do seem to like lack lateral agility, but they are better in pass protection again now. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. It is what it is. It's uh, obviously Steelers coming back off of a pie as well. Something that we didn't mention with the Cowboys Vikings is both teams fully healthy, fully ready to go. Uh, and hopefully the Steelers will be the same here. Just to produce something again, way more watchable than like most of the Steelers games this year. So hopefully, I, hopefully. I haven't managed to watch too much of the Steelers actual game time this year. How have they been like against the run? Uh, again, well, it depends on who's in. So, when what was not there, horrendous. But what was not there? Uh, uh, shut up. Horrendous. You're a joke. <laughs> Get off the stage. Boo. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> um... What Tom's failing to point out is that Cam Hayward is the best um, interior defensive player against the rush this year in the NFL. So he's obviously his his motor and his anchor mean that he's winning at the point of attack. But I still think the the Steelers seem weirdly thin up top. Uh, yeah, it's what about his hull? Can it withstand you know a great deal of punishment? I I again. I... <laughs> Who brought yes. this guy? Sorry, I had some of the codeine syrup <laughs> from work before I came over. I just, I just thought you were doing the Max thing and just like, just, <laughs> just finding jokes and riffing. We do need someone in that role. Doing, I can't say how much the cough syrup is. <laughs> Your speech isn't that slurred, so I wouldn't worry. It's not it your is speech starting. isn't slurred to the levels of sort of <laughs> the, the mock draft. No, but he is I, starting to get to the point of like uh, Orson Welles trying to do a, a wine advert. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm Orson Welles doing the peeps advert. <laughs> I desire a tasty muscle. Only peeps shall do. <laughs> Okay, I think I'm pretty much finished with this game. I picked the Steelers. Ed, I see that you've left it blank. Sam, I assume you've picked the Browns. Yep. Oh, have I left it blank? You have. I, um, I'm. 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 Absolutely, I'm on tie watch for this game. I thought you would be. To How be could fair. you not be? How could you not be on tie watch for this game? I, okay, I know. In uh, for for context, listeners. In our little predictions kind of game that we have going all year, we we have in part tried to incentivize trying to predict draws. And I really don't know why, because it's the most boring outcome you could possibly hope for. Uh, I don't, well, you... I don't think anyone true. should be d- rewarded for putting their lot in for that. No, it's in fine, this... Sam. Just... We're we're eight weeks in, and I'm pretty sure that Ed's lost ten points alone from just trying to predict ties. Let's just 
let's just let him have his five points if the Steelers and Browns tie and and congratulate him and move on. Like what I what I want is in this year that already drives me insane because there's seventeen games. I want a team to go eight eight and one. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. What if it was the Cardinals? That was the only way that they get above five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I, I. This is the thing. I, I, I want to see ties because ties aren't. There's certainly not the most boring outcome. They're the most fun because oh. neither team wins. Jesus Christ! <laughs> How does your brain work? I just hope they all have fun. That's not what they I'm all saying. Have fun? No, no, it's not about fun. The of the it's, game. Not, it's not about fun. It's about no, the fact that the game turns into a hellscape. <laughs> You've still got joy in your heart. <laughs> Why well, this accent comes out so often, and not not only does it not sound like me, it's also not particularly insulting. <laughs> it's, oh. it's the go-to for anyone. Oh, Mister Judge! <laughs> <laughs> Please, can I have some receivers, Mister Judge? <laughs> oh, <don't make> <laughs> Oh, maybe we get in the grease pit again, Mr. Judge. <laughs> Kadarius Tony's collapsed, Mr. Judge. <laughs> we need sustenance here, Mr. Judge. Why, why are you making me wear a gladiator? It's starting to go very salad fingers from me. Joe <laughs> um, Judge. Right, let's move this on. Quick. You've not. You've not gotten a stiffy over a fight in practice, Joe Judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Got, got a stiffy. That's, <laughs> that's so year nine. It is. It's <laughs> <That's been laughs> oh, okay. Let's um, let's move on to the final game that we want to talk about because this is going to be a pretty express episode. We're going to talk about the Buccaneers at Saints. Divisional, playoff implication, powerhouses. Jameis revenge game is on the card. Let's go. Five touchdowns against this beat-up secondary coached by Richard Sherman. Let's do this. (laughs) I mean, obviously, Sean Payton's made me do some... uh, uh, Sean Payton's done some criminal things in my eyes, right? One of the worst things he could do is make Jameis boring. <laughs> yeah, which I think, which I think he has. Like, I was such a fan of the 2019 Bucks because they were fucking mental. <laughs> the 2021 <laughs> Saints with Jameis is just a below-average quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they went from like having fun bad Jameis to just bad bad Jameis. But this is where it all this is where it all turns around. So if any for the listeners, if you were thinking about getting laser eye surgery, look at Jameis Winston and think, is it for you? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm off the the Jameis train, but I think that denotes a, a level of kind of even keeledness that he doesn't possess. So I'll say I'm off the Jameis banana boat. <laughs> Jameis unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Have you um have you seen what um have you seen what Bruce Arians said about Jameis Winston just quickly before we talk about like the rest of uh, no. the team? 
in in obviously preparation for uh, for this, he said on a fair amount of times about Jameis. But my favourite thing is that he loved Jameis and hoped he could be saved. What's actually happened <laughs> is that he's been ruined by Sean Payton. There's another quote that came out recently as well, and I'm just trying to find it for everyone. But it just the amount of love that Bruce Arians has for Jameis Winston is... Um, oh, here we go. He, he said recently he's probably throwing it 15 times less a game. They're playing with a lead, and we didn't have that many leads that season. So we had to throw it. So yeah, he's playing very, very well at the position. Is what <laughs> Bruce Arians said. He do fucking loves him. That's Bruce terrible. Arians hasn't let Jameis Winston go. He just strokes a picture of him at night before he goes to bed, and then he like scorns at Tom Brady's over in the corner. I mean, I how sure, how sure <laughs> are we that the acquisition of Jameis by the Saints was not? just kind of a long play for Sean Payton, you know, loathe Bruce Arian as he does to have it just be another dagger in his heart when he knows his team's <laughs> going in the toilet. You know, Sean Payton does some weird things, but I don't think that purposefully jeopardizing his own team just to spite Bruce Arians is, yeah, is quite even, one of them. Even cutting his own terrible bastard adopted son Taysom Hill (laughs) (laughs) I say terrible bastard Taysom hasn't done any crimes whereas Jameis well I'll leave that to you yeah the Jameis thing shoplifting no it was it definitely was not do you? Uh, oh wait, yeah, yeah. Ed, yeah do yeah, you? Yeah. Do you dislike Sean Payton because you believe him to be a bad person, motivated by bad ideals? Oh yeah, indeterminately. Well, the problem is with the NFL. What I found over my years of enjoying it is that if you can learn, the less you learn about a player's motivations, the better. Because <laughs> it's very rare you find a good one to root for. Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't mean you can't root against the bad ones. Yeah, this is why I root against Sean Payton with all my heart, but give me the What's reason I should root against... I don't... I rooted for Jameis's play, because I didn't know anything about him other than he shoplifted, but if you tell me something abhorrent about Jameis, I'm not going to be pro-Jameis. Well, you know probably, how you, know how you consistently rip on Ben Roethlisberger? You is might want to You might want to start doing it for Jameis Winston, is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, is that Pence. an admission of Ben's guilt? By the way, Tom, I've look <laughs> what look. I don't. I don't. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that if you're going to come after one guy, you're going to have to come for at least nine other quarterbacks in the league, and Jameis is one of them. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's fine. Least... You can you can enjoy the play of whoever you want. The game is inherently played by terrible people usually, so yeah. just fucking ignore it. At least Kirk's only flaws are his lack of charisma or enthusiasm and his, his anti vaccination stance and his extremely pro musical theatre stance. I've got nothing against this pro musical theatre stance. I have a problem with Kirk Cousins' anti vax and his yeah. lack of charisma. Mike, but... Mike Zimmer should 
pick up Kirk Cousins and hang him on a coat hook in his uniform <laughs> until he thinks about what he's done. <laughs> How have we got back uh, under Kirk Cousins with this? But I, I didn't start this. I know. I know. I'm. I'm not saying this. I'm just. How have we found our way over here? When when I can get some shots in the ads, you're not just going to yeah. pop off a a, a single. No. <laughs> I did. You're going to empty a clip. I did fire across the bow of Joe Judge not ten minutes ago. Yeah, I we've all picked yeah. the Buccaneers in this one, but. I mean, for, for at least one of us, it's on principle. Well, yeah, true, but um, for the rest of us, it's it 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 is the case that like until the books show that they aren't very good, like the Saints have shown that they're not very good on a couple of occasions this year, like Monday Night Football. Ugh, what a stinker! It was a proper snorefest. Yeah, it? it was like I think. One of the big things about the Saints is their O line isn't the same. Like Andrews Pete is now on IR. Like they don't have the protection they had during the end of the Arians. Sorry, not the Arians, the um, Breeze era. Mm-hmm. And I think that they they is Jameis, isn't it? So you, you can't you can't compare Jameis or Breeze. But I think their offense it's not. It's not a fun offense right now. Even with the Taysom Hill interludes, I wouldn't like. It's not a statement viewing. Whereas the books, I still kind of like their vertical passing attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Brady's still playing lights out. I'm mildly concerned again about the injuries for the books because um, I know Gronk's back, but he's going to be playing through fractured ribs. Um, Antonio Brown might be might be out. He's looking doubtful right now, according to the. Uh, Injury reports. Mike Evans. What did Mike Evans say recently? He said something about. I think like him and Tom Brady had like a mild, like probably just entirely jokey, like tiff in a couple of press, like conferences back to back. But so Mike Evans threw away Tom Brady's six um, hundredth career oh, touchdown that ball. Was it? Yeah. I think that that's purely for cameras. I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I think of course there's no bad blood between two professionals about that, unless one of them, of course, has his name tattooed on his bicep. <laughs> yeah, you forget <laughs> in that situation. You forget that Mike Evans is one of the bigger dickheads in the NFL that isn't a criminal. That's the beauty of him. Like no crimes, just repellent. <laughs> if if it were you guys. At what point would you have, like, what would you have asked for in return for returning Tom Brady's 600 touchdown ball? Have you seen the actual hole that the guy got? But, I mean, I'd probably ask for Tom Brady to, like, stop playing after this year. That, that'd be my <laughs> one. But. Yes, you may have your 600 touchdown ball. But at a price, you Thomas. <laughs> you may not have your 600 and first, your 600 and second. It shall be your last, Mr. Brady. <laughs> like, yeah, I... abs- just rinse him. The man's the man's got everything in the world. Have you seen the actual haul that the guy got, though? It's not enough. 
it's no. It, no, it is it. It got better. They've added a full Bitcoin, so that's sixty grand that he's getting on top of all of the rest of the grand. shit. What you... Tom, Tom Brady finds fucking sixty-two grand down the side of his sofa. Peanuts, <laughs> um, a man of that. Well, I mean, to be fair, Tom Brady was never really paid all that well in New England. I mean, obviously, he was paid relative to the position, so he was still getting an awful lot of money. But compared to like Aaron Rodgers, his career earnings are so much lower. Yeah. Plus, spe- speaking of people who have gone utterly repellent without committing any crimes, I think we've gone full circle there. <laughs> yeah, I I think I probably would have asked six million dollars and Bill Belichick's phone number. It's a it's <laughs> a watched... good stance. Did you see there was a press conference recently where um, Bill Belichick gave a uh, a ten minute, basically a ten minute lecture on the history of the long snapper in a mid- in the middle of the press conference. Oh my god! And it was inc- genuinely, it's quite a like it's a he just does it off the bat because someone's like, is there a value in having like having a single long snapper or like getting your center to do it? You got to genuinely you gotta his have response is like ten minutes. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna check it out immediately after this. But you I know, hate how that sounds. Just awful. Just respect the long snapper. That's 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 all Bill was trying to get you to do. Yeah, special and teamers are people too. Snapper, I respect is the American alligator. You're it's... a fucking, you're a disgrace. <laughs> The rest of the game is for this weekend, by the way. Just I'm going to move on from what that was. We got uh, Panthers at Falcons, Titans at Colts, Dolphins at Bills, Bengals at Jets, uh, Eagles at Lions, Rams at Texans, Niners at Bears, Patriots at Chargers, Jags at Seahawks, uh, WFT at Broncos, and them G-Men at the Chiefs on Monday night. So... A whole bunch yeah, of uh, yeah. whole bunch of games in store. Um, I will not stay up for it, but I will enjoy it. I I didn't. I think I have. I picked the Giants. Have I hung some onions on the Giants here? You've not I, picked anyone again. I have. This oh, is the I, only other game that you didn't fill in. Tom, will you will you embolden the Giants for me, please? I am I am hanging those onions. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest giant. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm uh, I'm genuinely fairly excited about this game. I know we're probably going to be out holiday, Barkley, Tony, Alan. Yeah, but if you know, if we have to play the Chiefs, why not now? Yeah, they're yeah. going in the toilet. I'm Daniel sticking Jones. the fucking Patrick Mahomes. I like Daniel Jones. Oh, he's an incredibly likable man. I've come full circle on him, because like, in the original draft process, I was like, how could anyone draft this white man from Duke? Like, <laughs> this man that has basically <laughs> no experience because of his his you know, choices and that sort of thing. And now I've come full circle to the point where I'm like, yeah, this guy, yeah. I, I respect him. as he's a as a regular Joe Bloggs making his way in the big wide world. I always for- I forget how high Daniel Jones was taken. Like 
That is the thing that I, I do have to say about this, is I forget how high he was taken in the draft because every other like top-tier quarterback except jo- uh, Josh Rosen and Dwayne Haskins and to a lesser extent Sam Darnold, but even Sam Darnold had like the the pizzazz of like, oh, it's a high draft pick and oh, he's disappointing. Daniel Jones is so very non-existent in the back of my mind for six and a half days a week that I... He has been playing so much better this year and you do him a disservice. No, but this is my thing. This is my thing. Like, I've never... Like, outside of the initial rookie season and, like, laughing at old Danny (laughs) Danny fucking Stonehands, like... I don't, I don't, I don't have any. I don't think about Daniel Jones in any way, shape, or form. There's no analyzing being done about him. I'm just like, oh, Daniel Jones is still there. I don't think that the Giants will ever move on from him. But I also don't know whether or not I'd give him another contract. This is where he sits. He sits in quarterback purgatory right now. I mean, name name a QB who's had less to work with around him since he entered the league than Daniel Jones. Um, Sam yeah. Darnold, uh, the worst coaching staff and that. one mildly decent receiver with zero running backs. I'm sorry, yeah. there is it's one. Not been a, it's not been a great situation around Daniel Jones, but certainly the first two years, he was even you know even as a rookie, uh, kind of pissing on what he did have. <laughs> <laughs> You've got away with words, Sam. It's marvelous. All right. Does anyone have any closing statements? This is the quickest episode we've done in quite Ever. some time. Yeah, maybe since like the first season, off season. I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been it's been nice getting to talk ball with the guys. Like we've been we've been on off air for a little while, so this has been quite pleasant. Yeah, yeah, with the with the, with the COVID layoff from me, and I, I'm I'm disappointed that I couldn't get to speak to Max again. But I'm delighted that the pair of you are at least still fully enthused about the game of football. I mean, we're we're T minus one week from the first ever in person Stiffapolip podcast meet. That we yeah, are. You're right, actually. Yeah. Max is venturing his way up to the rest of us, and we are all gonna. What's going on? <laughs> Sad, Sam's jowls just contorted into a a terrible shape. <laughs> a foul, disgraceful shape. A gaping maw. <laughs> <laughs> More salt, please. <laughs> That, that was what I was saying. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs>